I squinted through about a million tiny crystal-like dings as the late-day sun landed on my windshield. I'd been sitting here for an hour, waiting. I do that a lot. I had an address and a hunch. That was about it. That's about it most of the time. My name is Key Street. I am a detective, private, a bail recovery agent, a process server, and a former criminal investigative analyst for the FBI. And when I say former, I mean fired. Capital F. The Bureau likes their profilers sober. I dropped the donut in my hand into the green and white Krispy Kreme box on the passenger seat and peered through the smoggy dusk of another hot August night. The house, like the others on the street, had been stamped out sometime in the 1960s with a builder's cookie-cutter eye. A starter home. One-story brick, two bedrooms, one bath, a 36-inch picture window to the right of the front door, bedrooms on the left end, a quarter acre of grass with poured concrete driveways. The trees that must have been saplings when the neighborhood sprang to life now shaded the street and rooftops against the unyielding southern sun. But they didn't do anything to take the steam out of the air. Like most neighborhoods this time of year, the whir of condensing units fighting to push cool air through the ductwork was the background music. I let the sun sink lower, slipped out, closed my door quietly, and headed down the sidewalk. Four doors down, I veered left and worked my way along a driveway lined with droopy hydrangeas. They looked like they could use a drink. I know the feeling. A light clicked on inside the house, and I saw him through the picture window. He was sitting in his living room, a styrofoam box in his left hand, a remote control in the right, facing a television that was too big for the room. I edged closer to the house, saw him push back in his lazy boy. On the big TV, the Braves were playing the Dodgers at Turner Field. There was a 69 Dodge Charger in the driveway, orange and black. The muffler needed a little work. He'd rumbled past me a few times this week. Hot vehicle, though, if you have an eye for muscle cars. I do. I'd grown up with them and the guys who drove them hard on Friday nights in Georgia. I moved around to one of the bedroom windows. The house looked empty except for Jeremy Coleman. I was hoping his bail-jumping brother would be here. Ronald Coleman was charged with shooting a man while stealing his car in the parking lot of a crystal hamburger joint. He then held up the drive through for five cheese crystals and an order of fries while the car's owner staggered through the lot begging for help. Great guy, that Ronald Coleman. Coleman's court date must have slipped his mind. A little thing like aggravated assault with the intent to kill, armed robbery, and carjacking can do that. I'd been watching Jeremy on and off for the last week, hoping Ronald would show up. The family history told me the brothers were close. It was Jeremy Coleman who had pulled together 10% of the 140 k the state required for the bail money. 
Not easy for a working-class guy with a two-stall garage and a Monday through Friday classic auto restoration business. I was betting if anyone knew where Coleman was, it was his little brother Jeremy. About a week ago, I would have bet the burger-eating creep would have shown up by now. So much for hunches. I passed over overgrown shrubs to a weedy backyard with grass tall enough to have gone to seed, the perfect environment for the mosquitoes to come out to play. Nice and dark and moist. I held on to a brick ledge and tiptoed to see inside the back bedroom. Jeremy slept in the front, I knew. If he had a guest, this would serve as the guest room. The bedroom door was open, and just enough light seeped in to let me know the room was empty. The bed was made. Everything looked exactly like it had the other five times I'd peeked inside. My hands and neck were stinging. Mosquitoes like dark clothes and dark hair, too. I had both.